Alright then, my name is Yavlin and I'm going to be doing a podcast for my third and final leadership journal slash reflection for LDRS 1016. So let's get started. So the first question is, what are some of the main themes or ideas that stuck with me from modules five to seven? So the main idea that kind of stuck with me from module five specifically was how we maintain civility with um, our peers, within our community, within the political uh, landscape, and even within something as simple as a conversation with somebody that might not necessarily agree with us and how civility um, plays a different role in many different aspects of our our lives. And the um, theme that stuck with me, or idea that stuck with me from module six is the difference and effects between the use of traditional and uh, critical service learning and how those types of um, learning each affect uh, the communities um, that they are being practiced on. And for uh, module seven, the idea that kind of stuck with me um, was the idea of strengths and how every member of a team, no matter in what setting or scenario, can play a certain role in that team and what they bring to the team and what uh, unique assets and skills they can bring to the team to better um, improve the goal they're working towards and the product or the goal of the product that they're working towards. So the next question is what emotions did I experience while learning the content in modules five to seven? So specifically from modules five, when I was watching the Van Jones video or Van Jones interview on The View and how he was talking about this documentary he made with one of the hosts, Megan McCain, called um, The Reunited States and how they kind of bridge or attempted to bridge the gap between the different sides and different types of people within our country and, and try to point out to people that even though we may remain divided on many things, there is a lot more that connects us in um, a lot more that we share in common than what keeps us or what separates us and uh, what makes us different. And to be honest, I kind of felt sad when I was uh, watching the interview because they showed some clips from the documentary that they made. And um, it really puts into perspective like how little we realize that we do share a lot in common but sometimes that issue of lack of civility makes that difficult to communicate to each other um, that we do share that in common. And even um, as they are discussing this documentary in the interview, Anna Navarro, there's a moment where Anna Navarro and um, Fan Jones actually start arguing in the video. So that kind of shows like that's just like a, a very fresh example of even within that one interview, can they maintain civility? So it really did make me sad and um, worrisome about the state of our country, especially now, and that we're not able to maintain civility with each other. And that's why a lot of um, where a lot of things go wrong and uh, a lot of communication can be mistrayed and we don't get to actually uh, talk to each other and truthfully. And honestly. So the next question is what truths are confirming ideas from modules five to seven surfaced for me? 
Um, I think the main group of truths are confirming ideas that surfaced for me and stuck out to me the most was from module six that and it talked about the difference between traditional and critical service learning. And before looking through this module, I'm looking through specifically the article, Learning Engaging Literature to Differentiate Two Models, which was written by Tanya D. Mitchell in 2008. I had never really thought about the cons that came with traditional service learning and what it doesn't address um, in the world compared to critical service learning. I, um, and to quote from the article specifically, Traditional service learning is a traditional approach that emphasizes service without attention to systems of inequality. And critical service learning is, un and is a critical approach that is unapologetic in its aim to dismantle structures of injustice. So I think just those, that plain definition and comparison between, between the two shows what types of problems they address and how critical service learning is much more beneficial in the long term. And you know, it's so easy um, for us as society to just practice traditional service learning. And we kind of have a lot of systems that enable us to do so without actually looking at the uh, systemic problems that uh, cause these problems or that cause these other issues that we try to solve through just plain, simple traditional service learning, but it doesn't really help in the long term. I know personally, um, I'm Ethiopian, and one thing that I've been paying a lot of attention to recently is the fact that um, Ethiopia is currently, or the state of Tigray in Ethiopia is going through a genocide right now because of uh, political issues. And even though no matter how much aid or charity is given to the people of Tigray, myself and a lot of my Ethiopian friends and family know that these injustices will continue to happen if the systemic problem isn't addressed. So that's just one example of something that cannot be fixed until the systemic cause is fixed and that I, I believe that only, um, only critical service learning can aim to do that versus traditional critical service or traditional service learning, I'm sorry. So the next question is, what was the most impactful surprise from modules five to seven? So I think the most impactful surprise for me came from module five um, from the Harvard Business Review article, What Makes a Good Listener, written by Jack Bengner and Joseph Huckman in 2016. And I quote, it mentioned the highest level are described as the highest level of good listening is when the listener asks questions that clarify assumptions the other person holds and helps the other person to see the issue in a new light. This could include the listener injecting some thoughts and ideas about the topic that could be useful to the other person. However, good listeners never hijack the conversation so that their issues become the subject of the discussion. This was really surprising to me because I think I've always been so accustomed to just practicing like level one of good listening, which is essentially creating a safe environment for the other person to talk and for you to just listen. And I always thought that was the highest form of good listening, but now that I know it is actually more effective and productive to ask clarifying questions in that it will um, be more advising to the other person and you can show your support and encouragement or you can just give contradicting, contradicting advice. Either way, it is more productive in that way. So I think that was surprising to learn that that is what entails the highest level of good listening.
So the next question is, after engaging with module, modules 5 to 7, what am I most curious about now? I think specifically the struggle with traditional service learning and critical service learning, or lack of critical service learning in our modern day world is definitely something I'm curious to see how it pans out, especially in the future and with the new generation and new set of problems, but still old set of systemic issues. And especially since we have so many systems in society that essentially enable traditional service learning to happen and don't really promote critical service learning, I um, am excited to see how the new generation uh, deals with that balance and see and to see if they put more emphasis on using critical service learning because traditional service learning is in so many of our systems, like for example, volunteering at a food pantry or just getting volunteer hours or um, something that is really short term. And I hope that when the new generation or our generation has takes more leadership uh, roles on that we can put more emphasis on critical service learning. So the next question is, what am I discovering about myself through the content of modules five to seven. So previously I had mentioned about needing to work up to the highest level of good, uh, good listening. So just doing more than just repeating what they said back to them and actually engaging with them and creating productive conversation, whether or not you agree or disagree with what this person is talking about. And then I can also tie into, um, I want to I need to work on my own civility skills and being able to listen to the other side while still remaining respect for their ability to have that opinion. So I think that's what I'm discovering about myself, that I need to work on those parts of, of, of my personality and skill to be a better leader and team member in the future. So finally, the last question is, how can you put into practice what you learned through modules five through seven? So now that our eight weeks of um, content-based learning is up in this class, I think that the themes of uh, controversy with civility and critical service learning and the skills and levels of good listening can all be applied to how we move forward with our service learning project um, for the rest of the class. And I think we all individually can learn from the, uh, from these skills or from these themes, and we all as a team can work together to better improve how we work on this project and how we work with each other. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed my last podcast for Leadership Journal number three.